the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Healthcare Now, paid for by Integrated Physician Network. This program is recorded to air at this time. Welcome to Healthcare Now with your hosts, Larry Jones and Dr. Mark Shayat. Want to become an educated healthcare consumer? Then join our discussion about all things healthcare and understand how to navigate our complex U.S. healthcare system. Now, let's join our hosts in the Healthcare Now studios. Welcome to Healthcare Now. You've got Dr. Mark and Larry Jones, and we are ready to roll out another show on another hot day in Florida. Good evening, Dr. Mark. How are you doing? Pretty good. Pretty good. good. No, enjoying it. Looking forward to the show here. We've got a lot of a lot of good topics to start off we with. We do. We do. I think the uh, the first one, it's uh, we'll I don't know. We'll state it as as stated. Not great news, right? But when you dig down into most news stories, you get the truth, and so this is really nothing to worry about. It's just a chance for us to sort of uh, yeah. educate everybody on how certain things are measured. Sure. And and the topic is life expectancy in the U.S. falls for the second consecutive year in 2021. Right. So I think you know on the overall with the world that we've been living in in the last couple of years, yeah. nobody should be surprised at this. No. Right. No. And I think that it's. It's one of those those news stories that doesn't need to be, but it is. So right. we should we should right. chat about it sure. and maybe take this opportunity to to figure out how people calculate life expectancy. Because yeah. you know, every everybody says, ah, you know, people are living longer these days. They didn't yeah. used to. Live. Yeah. Well, well, Larry, think. Let's think about it. Like mm-hmm. all the historic people that you know about, say after the Civil War. Okay. All all the people that yeah. you can come up and name, they they live yeah. to be older than you and I are yeah, right now, right? Exactly. So, yep. you know, all the, uh, go by the pre- most of the presidents, you know, like President Washington yeah. and Jackson. Look at Jimmy Carter. Yeah, he's, yeah. what, 96? Yeah. No, well, I'm, I'm going back. Let's oh, go. you're talking yeah, about yeah. even well, well before. I'm going back yeah. way back. Okay. When, I'm going back when, when people are saying, you know, we're living longer today yep. Yep. than they did in the 1700s. Yep. Okay? But when they say that, look back in the biblical times, right? Mm-hmm. They always talk about life expectancy, and people didn't... People lived to be very old... And a lot of them, they did for for most of in civilization. In the biblical days, particularly, it's well, documented. Well, yeah. so well, it's yeah. interesting, and I won't go into the. Yeah. the I mean, there, yeah, there's some, there, there's sure. de- but there's definitely the idea that so so there's a reason for that, and so yeah. Yeah. I'm, we're going to circle back around to that. But, okay, but let's go through and talk about how yeah. life expectancy is calculated. Yeah. Okay. Well, it there's, says there's two that, ways, right? Yeah. Well, there's two different terms of calculation. Life expectancy refers to the number of years a person basically can expect to live. Right. By definition, life expectancy is based on an estimate of the average age that members of a particular population group, in other words, a year they were born, right. as to when they die. Right. And that's a cohort. And that is called a cohort life expectancy. Right. So they look at a cohort of people Mm -hmm. and they say, what is that life expectancy going to be? Just looking, looking at that actual group. So that takes into account everything, right? Right. Every, every reason like the pandemic, right? So that, that would be there. So, so that, so that you can sort of boil that down and try to figure out why the number's going up or down. Now, what's, what's the other way? Well, the other one is, uh, 
period life expectancy. So they look at and it over a period. that's basically just a flat number. Right. What, they do like the, this year, how many people died? They do the calculations. Right. Yeah, if you were born in 1950 and you died this year, okay, what's life expectancy of all the people that were born in 1950? That's pretty much okay. period life expectancy. All right, all right. The so, cohort takes into consideration all the things that we're dealing with in America right. today, like COVID, like drug abuse, like all the other things that yeah. are going on. I, in I think the period, suicide. I think the period that. doesn't look at your birth year, though. I think it looks yeah. at the year that people die. Yeah, so it's, it's, it is. It's, 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 it's a like, population. So, so group. it's saying That's right. what's what was the yep. what was the death rate? How many people died in 2021? That's right. And so right. when you look at something like that, it's sort of looking at overall. Yeah. Yep. Well, so then I'm going to bring into the picture that that when we talk about well, before you do that, let yeah, me okay, let me let me preempt what you're fixing to say. Okay. The world life expectancy mm-hmm. is increasing. Yes. And we're decreasing in America since 2019. Now, right. prior to 2019, we were continuing to grow. But as a physician, you've got right. a great point on this. Right. So yeah. so the it, it's really misleading in that when you look at the world and, you know, you've got your first world countries and your third world countries. Yep. And apparently you can assume they're second world countries. Uh, but if you look at third world countries, life expectancy Right. It's significantly, you know, let's go back yeah. 30 years. They didn't Sig- have anywhere to go but up. Si- significantly yeah. lower than a first world country. Yes. So the reason isn't just because people don't live to be old. It's because the infant mortality rate is so high in third world countries. Yep. So the the focus on most processes when, when, when groups get together and try to fix things in third world countries, there's a typically a huge focus on infant mortality. Okay. And in the last 40 years, we've made great, great, great yeah. strides yeah. in infant mortality. And that, I gather that's due to vaccinations and many uh, other well, things. Many other, the, yeah, many, many, many other things. Children I mean, real, world. Yeah. Really, really, probably nutrition. Uh, nutrition and vaccinations. Food, yeah. Uh, num- yeah. Number one. Well, okay. vaccines still aren't yeah. as worldwide as we'd like them to be. But You're that, right. But that's going to that, that's gonna all play in. So, but, but think about this. If you save the child as opposed to the... 70 year old the life expectancy jump is much greater because you're talking yeah. about when we look at that cohort mm-hmm. in that cohort you've now taken that new cohort and now their life expectancy jumps way up right if you were just looking at the period how many people died in that place in that year probably not that different but so that's why in the world we continue to see an improvement whereas if you look at first world countries you might not see that Right. So again, it's not this bad news of you know the the end of the world or first world countries. Everybody's getting sicker and, and dying. It's, that's mm-hmm. not what it is. But it's interesting. I think yeah. that's an important thing, and it's important to show how that number of infant mortality impacts the whole right. plan. You bring up such a good point, Doctor Mark, because when we talked about this before the show, mm-hmm. uh, you brought up the idea of infant mortality. It really wasn't even discussed in no, these they articles. Don't, no, they don't talk they about it. They weren't even talking about it. But other contributors to the decline, yeah, when, basically, when we look at the cohort side. Yeah, and the cohort side, they're also taking a look at not only COVID, mm-hmm. but drug overdose, heart mm-hmm. disease, suicide, and believe it or not, chronic liver disease. Yeah, so, so these are the things that when we look at the most common causes of death yeah. every year, and so they list those, you know, ten most common causes, and and see if it, things things go up or down, and and that gets back to that period when they're just looking at twenty twenty one, right? They're not right. they're not right. looking at a right. cohort there. That's right. They're looking at at a period. 
of time when when how many people how many people died so how do you explain that yeah exactly no i think it's a good discussion you know i used to tell people and i still do with all the new modern technology today Mm -hmm. you're going to see more and more people living to be over 100 well but that's that's the the argument is maybe not that's right you know maybe based on these information yeah yeah. well no based on the fact that that they're basing that idea on the the world's living longer and longer right. when that the real truth is, True. is that in that, that childhood group yeah. is surviving. Yeah. So, yeah. so it's really, it's really difficult to make, make many, any claims about the the longevity yeah. of people in, in first world countries. And, uh, you know, certainly you're maximizing your, your longevity yeah. in some ways, but in mm-hmm. other ways, sometimes it's, you know, things that we put in our diets and whatnot that, that knock it, knock it back down. So we do not have a handle on, how long we're going to live. And let me ask you this, Dr. Mark, why do you think the CDC came out with an article indicating that life expectancy has declined significantly since 2019? What do you think the motivation there was? They didn't. Their job is to report. They put out a thing that's called mortality weekly. It's produced every week. Okay. Okay. It's just there. It's a report. They did not write an article. So they do it regularly. Media wrote an article based on information. Right. So so that's what the CDC yep. does is it puts out a more it's, it's called mortality morbidity weekly. OK. And then they do quarterly and yearly reports on mortality and uh, and and morbidity. Yeah. So so that's what it is. So somebody dug up an article, makes a great headline. What was the headline? Read the uh, headline. Life expectancy in the U.S. falls for the second consecutive year. Who's not going to read that, Larry? Exactly. So yeah. and, and the reality is, yeah. is there's no information in there that make makes yeah. any difference other than the fact like if you didn't know there was a pandemic and the most and the most obvious thing that they stated in here is that the cdc blamed covid for at least half of the decline right and and, they're talking and i guarantee you the cdc didn't blame anything it wrote a number that's right on the list they just listed the statistics i believe it or not (laughs) back in my med school days i used Uh to get the the m&m okay weekly report so was it m and m WR MMWR okay all right so this is okay. digging now I'm, I'm old now this is this is digging way back into my memory and I used to read that thing and it is it is dr- purposefully dry there's no narrative on it at all it's just reporting information right there might be right. some definitions in it mm-hmm. it's educational and you don't have to be in med school to be reading it mm-hmm. but it's not. I mean, that's the kind of thing we throw out there. If you're, if you're sort of, if if you're, if CDC's on the on the uh, downside of who you're respecting these days, right? You're going to say that they that they reported exactly. something. They are doing exactly what they yeah. are mandated to do. They have right. to track how many deaths occur by suicide, right. by car right. accident, right. by cancer, right. and that's what they do. Yeah. Okay. And so then somebody else has to decide. Hey, this information is going to get me a headline because exactly. How do they so? Who got the sells headline? papers? So it says, yeah. you know, that they, they get credit, right? Yeah. I mean, if you work for a well, newspaper. Well, this is Associated Press. Yeah, but somebody, yeah. Yeah. there's a, there's somebody who wrote that. Right, And, and, right. and it gets right. contributed to the Associated Press. So then right. that person says, oh, I got something mm-hmm. on, on the AP that That's now right. is going to this many thousands of, so yeah, it's just a, it's just a bit of a game. And, you know, and now to make matters worse, it's not just newspapers that we have to look at. That's right. Right. We have, there's so many ways of seeing information. You just have to be really careful about what you read. You sure do. You know, and I think you walk into. The credibility of the information. Well, you walk into every, everything that you pick up, every sign you read, every magazine you pick up, every, every website you look at, you go into it with your own bias of what you want it to say. Right. And so since. 
pretty much everybody split 50-50 yeah. on what they wanted to say, that that's the perfect spot. Yeah. You know, if you can get half the people to disagree with what you say, you're going to get a lot of activity. That's right. that's and, right. and that's what really, really we're, what we're shooting right. for here, isn't well, it? Wouldn't, wouldn't you agree as a physician, though, Dr. Mark, uh, aside from the predetermined bad genetics that someone may have, exercise, good good nutrition, and good work habits and lifestyle habits can, in fact, increase your lifestyle. Well, I, I think it'd be more accurate to say that it increases your quality of life. Okay. Okay. Not That's fair. Yeah. You can't yep. necessarily, um, you know, w- w- there's probably some predetermining factor in our our cellular genetics right. that that makes some things just not not work out right you right, know, and, right but yeah. but yeah i think if you're looking at things that you can control doing those things are going to increase your quality of life right. right and i think that should be your focus right because you could live to be 102 but right. if you don't remember the last 20 years because well, you're what bedridden, good is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah i mean yeah. so so really the goal the goal should be, and this is this, it's not just as a physician. I mean, just personally, mm-hmm. the goal that I would wish for myself, my family, my and friends, and right, everyone right. is that their quality of life improves. Right. right? Yep. And and as of today, yep. that's the number one way, you know, just right. the, what, what, yeah. what we eat and, uh, and yeah. how we treat our bodies. Yeah, you know, well, I've been a golfer most of my life since I was about six, mm-hmm. and I always joke to people, I want to hit my last big tee shot and fall over. <laughs> My, or some, and, and that's or, about quality of life. Yeah, or somebody yeah. could hit their last best tee shot and you could fall over. That's so it could work that too. way too. That's right. What are we going to talk about on the next section? Uh, we're going to talk about uh, drugs in Florida. You're listening to Healthcare Now, the truth about U.S. healthcare. Our website is behindhealthcarenow.com. That's behindhealthcarenow.com. All right, we'll be right back. You're listening to Healthcare Now, the truth about U.S. healthcare. We're going to a break, and when we come back, we'll continue our discussion on all things healthcare with Dr. Mark and Larry. The Integrated Independent Physicians Network, preserving and protecting the independent practice of medicine since 2015. Join the movement with us, ipnetworkflorida.com. Navigate the healthcare process like never before. Due to popular demand, Healthcare Now is also airing on Thursday evenings at 7 p.m. Join me, Larry Jones, and Dr. Mark on Healthcare Now, Thursdays at 7 p.m. and Saturdays at 1. AM 950, FM 94.9, The Answer, and at TheAnswerOrlando.com. Take The Answer with you wherever you go. TheAnswerOrlando.com. Tune in, iHeart, and Odyssey.com. News, opinion, passion on the go. AM 950, FM 94.9, The Answer. Welcome back to Healthcare Now, the truth about U.S. healthcare. And now let's head back into the Healthcare Now studios with Dr. Mark and Larry. You have found Dr. Mark and Larry Jones in the Healthcare Now studios, and we just finished uh, talking about life and death or something. I don't know. I hope we made a couple of good points, and you you, uh, gave a teaser that we're going to talk about drugs in Florida. Yeah. So specifically mm-hmm. prescription drugs. Exactly. So just to, just to lay yeah. that out there That's right, right up front. That's right. Yeah. So there was some really interesting news and I think it's worth a conversation. It, it is definitely worth conversation considering we live in Florida. Evidently the DeSantis group had to file a lawsuit against the Biden administration and they claimed that they were stalling the state's plans to import lower prescription drugs. Back about two years ago, yep. DeSantis signed a, a, an, an executive, executive order, order right? executive to order. allow 
uh, plans in Florida to buy drugs from Canada and other places that were safe. Right. And and that they had, had a list. Be, it was a specific list of places. It was a, mainly Canada. Yeah, yeah, it was mostly yeah, Canada. Yeah. Yeah. And then over the last two years, the and it did have to be approved by the feds. Yes. And but yet now by the FDA, by the FDA. Mm-hmm. And yet now uh, Biden has seems to have gotten into cohort with the U.S. Pharmaceutical Association, who's the biggest lobby in America, sure. to stall the opportunity for Floridians to buy these drugs at a cheaper price. And just to give you an idea, yep. that represents about $150 million a year in drug costs to, to Floridians. Yep. Yep. Say that number again. $150 million yep. in savings right. Right. each year. Yeah, yeah. It's not yeah. even the total yeah. cost. So. You know, and this was something that I believe he talked about in his initial campaign that that looking at how how do we yeah. decrease healthcare yeah. costs? Yeah. And when we talk about everything healthcare, we talk about costs, we mm-hmm. talk about quality. Yeah. One of the things that we come back to is the United States is such a large place that making the dogma from Washington doesn't make sense because what is important in Florida may not be so important in the Midwest, yep. right? Right. And so this was something where where our executive officer mm-hmm. looked at and said, you know, here's a way that we can do things. Right. Now, go backwards. Now, Biden actually showed a level of support for this. Not only did he beforehand. show support, he signed an executive yes. order in 2021 to confirming this. Yeah. And yet, I do believe it's all... Well, to all, investigate it, right? Yeah, to, so, yeah. to look into it. Yeah, yeah. So, so he did. It, the executive order was to say that it, the FDA and CMS yeah. were to examine the Let opportunities, right? Let me get the language right. right. Yep. Develop proposals to ship drugs to the U.S. under federal law. Right. To bring and he in, signed to bring an executive in, order right, right bring after in drugs was, from safe countries. That's right. That's right. Because the way it's going to happen, that's how it legally, yeah. that's yeah. how it has to happen. Right. That's right. right. So, so on the one hand, there was that early Biden support yep. that hasn't gone anywhere yep. that we can tell. I mean, it may be something right. that, right. that, that we can see. That's right. And then DeSantis was kind of doubling down and and really yep. answering some of his some of his concerns. Right. Well, according, and we're not getting anything back from. We're him. not getting anything back. Well, DeSantis did the right thing, sure. And so now he feels like his only option is to file a federal lawsuit, uh, trying to uh, expedite this because it's right. already been approved by the right. administration. Yeah, so yeah, because nothing and, yeah. and nothing's happened. And and the bottom line is, they say that the whole issue is that the U.S. pharmaceutical lobby, of course, is blocking is. this. Well, and 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 to dumb yeah. it down one level further. Voters, exactly. I mean, it's just, it's yep. on votes, yep. and the, and it's on. And how do you get votes? You gotta ha- you have to have donations. And who yep. gives the donations? The lobby, right? So right. if you go against the lobby, your constituents may not hear your voice because you can't buy the signs and the ads. Right. And and yeah, right. it's part of that broken system that we talk about with every issue. Mm-hmm. But again, talking about healthcare and trying to stick to that and stay out of the politics. Yep. This is a but clear I think area. this is pure politics. No, it it, it yeah. is pure yeah. politics yeah. because. Yeah. There's no, there's no argument. That's right. There's no argument. Right. It, they're the same drugs. Well, We're not talking remember, about, I don't think China's on that list. No, you know, no, it and, has nothing and, and, to do with it. And any we of that. already buy loads and loads of That's generic right. drugs from China. Yes, we do. Right. Yes. So these are looking at the more expensive drugs and and looking at specific areas that we can get them safely. And you know, there there are times yeah. p- patients will come into the office, yeah. and they may have families that live in other parts of the uh, parts of the world. Sure. And they'll they'll say, 
there'll be might be a drug that's been discontinued in the U.S. Mm-hmm. or is just so expensive in the U.S. Right, and and they'll literally tell me that they're getting this drug from Canada or from India or some other place mm-hmm. that their family other family members have right. access to it. So. It's, well, it's, it's got to be answered. Yeah, if you remember, Doctor Mark, a couple of weeks ago we talked and we kind of analyzed the seven things that the Inflation Reduction Act that right. was signed by Biden uh, into law this past month, mm-hmm. how it would impact drugs. And one of the big issues on there is that it allowed the federal government to set to gain the power to negotiate lower drugs for seniors in Medicare. But nothing's happening. But nothing's happening. I mean, so is this words. all? Is this, is this all about? positioning ourselves for the midterms well it, it is but it i is. mean it's yeah. when you look yeah. at the language like investigate develop proposals approve yeah. Yeah. Th- those none of those are actionable actionable issues yeah, they're not that's right this is now available yep. that's and right. so that's right. so that's that's markedly different and yeah. and and it does it, it sounds yeah. as good because you can yeah. go out there and say no 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 i support this well you do but you're not actually all in well, the, the lawsuit was filed by the state of Florida against the FDA and HHS mm-hmm. in Washington, and we will just have to see what happens. It's going to be a lot of paperwork. Huh? It's going to be, and, <laughs> and it may take who long, who knows how long to get this right. done. Well, what will be interesting is if we can yeah. look into whether any other states, now I, I would imagine other Republican governors, because it's on both sides. The, the vote hunting is on both sides. It is. Not going to deny that. It is. So I would imagine that other Republican governors may also be on board or get on board. And I think if if that occurs, that's going to be a positive thing too, to kind yeah. of get things moving along. Because right. it is right. It, there's been there's been no action. It's been talked about too many times. Yep. And there's too much yep. money that can be saved here to just well, 150 it. million dollars a year just in drugs alone. In, in and Florida, again, those are and you you hit the nail on the head early on. We're talking about the high price branded drugs. Mm-hmm. We're not talking about generics. Right, right. Yeah. And we're talking about the yeah. drugs, the top 10 drugs that make up yep. 80 percent of the cost of, of that's medications. Right. That's you right. Know? Yep. That's and, right. and and those types of drugs are they're not to treat allergies. Not not to no, diminish allergies. No. They're life saving medications. These are major comorbidity drugs. Yeah, absolutely, that's right. Absolutely. That's right. So yeah, there's there's we, we have to we have to figure that out. Well, we're going to follow this, Doctor Mark, and we'll get yeah. back to our listeners on yeah. On where I'd like to know what other states situation. are doing. Let's make yeah. note of that. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. So we're going to go from from drug sales to drug sales here and talk right. about Walgreens. Yeah. So Walgreens, obviously, everybody's familiar with the uh, yep. the. Current growth, we always yep. note, note, noted it as a as the neighborhood drugstore, yep. yep. uh, the neighborhood pharmacy, and they've become oh yep. so much more. Well, if you remember a few weeks ago when we talked about uh, the pharmaceutical and the uh, the PBMs, the PBMs, yep. there were three major companies that represented eighty percent of all physician uh, prescriptions written in America today, yep. right? And Walgreens is one of them. Absolutely. Well, now they're just adding to that. Um, that size. arsenal, that size that they have by buying a company called CareCentrics mm-hmm. uh, well, they, for they, $330 they, million. They, I think they bought controlling shares. They did, 55% yeah. interest yeah, okay. in it. But the investment that was really announced last October expands Walgreens' reach, especially in the areas of primary care, mm-hmm. specialty pharmacy, post-acute, and home care. Right, because this company deals in giving you medications and supplies that you need after hospitalization. That's right. So they're Post-acute. and, and, and yeah. just, just to yeah. sit out, great company doing yeah. great things yeah. makes yeah. perfect sense. And a lot of the 
expenditures that they had were through the Walgreens system. So yeah. there was a relationship yeah. with Walgreens and it has grown. And so now yeah. they're they're And typically when a company like Walgreens buys that large, they're, they're creating, they're creating equity cash that can be used to grow a company. That's right. And so they need this company to grow yeah. if their village MD product yeah. kicks off. Exactly. Because that's, that's where it's going to tie to. And the integration with care centrics in their data, data analytics, their mm-hmm. home care, as you mentioned earlier, uh, adds to their acquisition and, and collaboration with Village MD. Yeah, right, right. So it all fits. Yep. And they're just trying to strengthen that whole performance program. Right. So they're with Walgreens. So and we've talked about Village MDs basically in all these Walgreens yeah. locations, they're going to be a primary care physician yeah. or provider of some sort yeah. that's going to be there seven days a week. Right. The hours that Walgreens are open. And so now we're creating a model where that group has more access and and you can't blame them for if if something has to be spent. And this is the whole idea. The whole idea of them having these doctors to to increase volume through their stores. Yeah, right. I mean, it is. It's it's smart yeah. business. It and is. this is this is a piece of that that will uh, yeah. that will help them. And it's almost almost working internally in some ways, right? It is. And and CareCentrics in particular is going to help Walgreens address the needs of the more complex and chronic conditions that we definitely need when they transition out of the hospital, Dr. Mark. Well, the thing that kind of catches me is is mm-hmm. when we talk about acquisitions and we talk about costs and whatnot, mm-hmm. and I look at this, so they basically got a little over half the company for $330 million, Yep. You know, so that gives the company an evaluation that's still under a billion dollars. That's right. That's right. And compared to the other groups that we keep talking about, yeah. this is not so big. Well, the acquisition is not so big, but Walgreens in total oh, no. is huge. Oh, of course. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. And so yeah. this is yeah. going to allow CareCentrics to grow oh. in a way that they never, uh, yeah. they could never imagine. Yeah. Yeah. And so the answer is going to be, well, I'm sure at 55% ownership, they're not going to let yeah. the other groups, they're not yeah. going to let them work with CVS. Yeah. CVS Too bad we didn't buy stock in CareCentrics a year ago because I can tell you the buyouts pro- or their stock's gone crazy. Yeah, I, would, yeah, I we haven't have, we looked should, at yeah, it. Yeah, we have to take a look yeah, at that. Yeah, we have to see. look at that. It's, yeah. I mean, it's hard to know, but it, it, is really, it re- is really kind of interesting what we look at when we look at these numbers because I, I would say before we started the show, Larry, mm-hmm. I might look at $330 million and go, dang, and now yeah. I'm just like blind like, to it yeah. because of the trillions of dollars that we that we talk about. Well, I mean, we talk about companies that make a billion dollars a month net. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> What's three hundred thirty yeah. million? So this is this is what did somebody? Yeah. T- I think there was a group that was uh, bidding on this huge hospital build out project, and they lost the bid, and they lost it by such a small number that the lead guy said, "I'll spend more money on shovels in a week." Than that amount than of money, what that amount, than, was. What amount yeah. I lost yeah. the bid on, yeah. and so this is the kind of thing like three hundred thirty million dollars. They're getting they're getting something that uh, you know they're gonna they're gonna make three hundred thirty million dollars in yeah. in how many minutes? You know, I mean, right? It's, it's exactly. Kind of, so, so I guess that's a little that's a little uh, a little jealousy yeah. playing out there. And again, Doctor Mark, I think it just plays into the conversation that we've had numerous times on the show about where is the primary care and specialist independent physicians right. going to fit in the mold of healthcare long-term when you've got major health plans, major entities like Walgreens, CVS, right. Village MD, and many, many, uh, many, many others, Amazon, right. Walmart, right. taking over 
healthcare. Right. But last week we talked about Amazon backing out of a big piece of it. Yeah, they did. And I will tell you that when we look at groups like Walgreens spending money and their shareholders seeing that, if it doesn't pay off, those are the types of decisions that can make the the whole thing crumble. Right. And that wouldn't be a huge surprise to me either. And where does that leave these independent physicians that were hired into the system because they thought that's the only place they needed to be, yep. and that's not going to be a place anymore. Exactly. Because Doc- I, I don't think it's going to work. I don't know if it is or not. Dr. Martin, we come back, and then we're going to go to break. We're going to talk about 30 million Americans live in what they call medical deserts. We're going to explain that, and we're all gonna, also going to talk about the compounding effects of inflation on health care. You're listening to Healthcare Now, the truth about U.S. healthcare. Our website is behindhealthcarenow.com. That's behindhealthcarenow.com. We'll be right back. You're listening to Healthcare Now, the truth about U.S. healthcare. We're going to a break, and when we come back, we'll continue our discussion on all things healthcare with Dr. Mark and Larry. The Integrated Independent Physicians Network, preserving and protecting the independent practice of medicine since 2015. Join the movement with us, ipnetworkflorida.com. Navigate the healthcare process like never before. Due to popular demand, Healthcare Now is also airing on Thursday evenings at 7 p.m. Join me, Larry Jones, and Dr. Mark on Healthcare Now, Thursdays at 7 p.m. and Saturdays at 1. AM 950, FM 94.9, The Answer, and at TheAnswerOrlando.com. Take The Answer with you wherever you go. TheAnswerOrlando.com. Tune in, iHeart, and Odyssey.com. News, opinion, passion on the go. AM 950, FM 94.9, The Answer. Welcome back to Healthcare Now, the truth about U.S. healthcare. And now let's head back into the Healthcare Now studios with Dr. Mark and Larry. You are back with Dr. Mark and Larry Jones, and we're in the Healthcare Now studios. Uh, we, uh, we, we're going to bite our tongue and try to stick to our, our non-political views. Exactly. Uh, but the, but, but there are other shows that you can listen to quite nearby prior that can, to our that can show. fill in our blanks. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and then we, we listen to them just to yep. get it off our chest. And so again, that's, all that's good the stuff. American adversaries with Chris Hart and Mike McBath. Yes, absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. Great show. You yep. guys just, you just, guys just heard them and t- tuned into us. Absolutely. And uh, hopefully, uh, maybe that, maybe they'll even talk about some of these topics in their next shows. Okay. All right. So we wanted to jump in and talk to about these, these uh, medical deserts. Yeah. You know, you know there was a 87 year old uh, man that experienced a stroke in uh, rural West Virginia. His family jumped him in the car and they drove over two hours because all the hospitals in that rural area had closed during COVID. Right. And he passed away. Yep. And it's interesting that when you look at these so-called medical deserts, meaning a shortage of hospitals, pharmacies, uh, doctor shortages, you name it, there are over 30 million people in America, which is 10% of our population, living in these areas where they've had inadequate health care, Dr. Mark. Yeah, and, you know, this is we, – we talked about this, I think, in the, first, in the first segment when we talked about the inequities of care across the board. And, and we talked about you know, life expectancies in different areas. And this is sort of a, an ex, a, a really deep dive into that yep. because it is. with COVID – we saw was it what two hundred and fifty hospitals close, 
and 20 of them were in rural areas right. where they were the only hospital there. Yep. So, and it makes sense from an economic standpoint that they the reason they closed is because they were operating barely at but you know at budget right and right. and some something like a pandemic just just puts them under right mm-hmm. and so now a problem that existed gets worse yep. but Larry it, it's even more than that because even if you tell me you show me a map and you give me little red dots where there are hospitals mm-hmm. and I I can't imagine saying that well just because there's a hospital there the quality of care that you're going to get exactly. is going to be high enough. Exactly. And this this reminds me of something that that is certainly not a politically friendly conversation, mm-hmm. but when Fidel Castro took over in Cuba, one of the things that he stated he would do and actually did okay. was he felt like guys like this poor 87-year-old mm-hmm. should not die because they weren't near health care. So he had a lot of agricultural folks that lived in the middle of nowhere and did not have access to medicine. So he started a program to educate people to become primary care physicians and even brought in primary care physicians from from Africa, from different areas. Okay. And he actually accomplished the goal of creating an educational process to create primary care physicians to serve in Cuba Mm -hmm. And it, it went so well that they started leasing these doctors out to areas like mm-hmm. Africa. Okay. And so they got sort of got the idea. There, I, there wasn't much use okay. on the to Cuba side. Right. But he would lease. And today, still, the, their administration okay. still leases these doctors. Okay. And, and there, the result was interesting. They've got a good number of primary care doctors. They don't have specialists. Yeah. And when they train folks and they get a surplus... They they literally lease them out, and the physicians yeah. in Cuba they can't leave Cuba yeah. without special permission because right. they're so right. valuable there, wow. and there's such such a a risk to uh, to jump ship, yeah. and and they'll take them and they'll send them to yeah. I want to say it was Algiers was the number one place, okay, but in in Africa to okay. be physicians, yeah. and you know some of them are literally making seventy five dollars a month. Yeah, I mean it's yeah. just crazy. Yeah. But so then, so now, now we take that scenario, which yeah. in some area there was a level of success, yeah. but the blindness was towards the specialist. Exactly. So we, here, some people might scenario. say, yeah. you know, if we just because we talk about where are yeah. these primary care docs going, where are they going to work, where are they going to work? Yeah. Well, we can't just put them out on an island either. Yeah. You know, no. so but so me, I don't let know. Let me get what a disclaimer here, Doctor Mark, for yeah. our listeners, sure. our Cuban listeners in uh-huh. particular. Yeah. We're not in any Cuban way American saying listeners. that. Yeah, Cuban Americans. We're not in any way saying that anything Castro did was good. Yeah, no, no we're, we're just no. using yeah. this as this an, example. an example. And and this to, was this was something yeah. that yeah. that that seemed to have a good idea behind it. Yeah, that succeeded in what he was looking to do, mm-hmm. but overlooked what the whole process needed right you know so right. so it's, it was yep. it's very interesting and and, yep. and i had uh i had some experience with this mm-hmm. um and and so, so there are some american medical schools that'll send med students in to learn really? about the system okay and okay. that's kind of the takeaway is you know th- they don't have specialists they don't get full care yeah and now if you start looking at things like life expectancy so it's pretty much basic care is what you're saying yeah yeah, yeah i mean yeah. i mean in the in the larger cities there's absolutely yeah. stuff and there's all right, right obviously there's people 
that from other countries that go there and set up shop and there's right, you know right. like anywhere else yeah. if you've got money yeah. you know that's you, right. you can make it happen that's right. That's right. but but in general the the populace is is living in the past and uh but yeah again I'm, we're, we're getting this is this shows yeah. we're going to get bleeped out for all the political statements exactly. that we're making and and we don't go there but let yeah. me kind of go back to where you know not only did we talk about 20 rural hospitals were forced to close Shut in down. 2020 yeah. even before the pandemic before 2020 from 2013 to 2020 there were 101 rural hospitals in America closed according to the government accountability the GAO and wow. that created some significant uh, health inequities, which we've talked about many, many times mm-hmm. in and around many areas. And we're not talking about just uh, we're talking about not just West Virginia. We're talking about Texas, Vermont, Arkansas, Alabama. And, and just to give you an idea, as large as Texas is, 254 counties I was shocked to find out that 62% of those counties, what would that be? Over about 150 of those counties mm-hmm. have no general surgeon in those counties, Dr. Mark. Yeah, that's that's a weird one. I, I can't yeah. I can't explain that, you know, knowing the number the number of people that live in that yeah. that state. I mean, yeah. states set up a it's lot like Florida. It's such a huge state. Well, it's yeah. it's it's geographically large, but it also has a huge number of, of, of people and a large number of medical schools and yep. Yep. so that that's uh, I, I don't know. I'd like to, I'd like to know more about that stuff. Yeah. That's crazy. Well, that, some of this stuff comes from the Texas Medical Association statistics and they believe that 55% of all the rural hospitals in Texas are at a risk of immediate closing. And these are most of these are going to be community owned hospitals right. Right. Uh, because nobody none of the big companies are going to walk in and try to uh, you know try to step in yeah. and make make a profit there and I mean it, it is it's it's yeah. a struggle but you know yeah. that first number you said how many mm-hmm. closed between two thousand thirteen hundred and one yeah yeah so and twenty yeah, yeah so so that makes me less impressed with COVID being an actor here exactly when we lost twenty. Yeah. Well, so, they were on the verge anyway. Yeah, right. So then, right. when things shut down, it took yeah. them to the yeah, that's to the crazy. bankruptcy mode. Yeah. You know? So, but that, I think the important thing there is, I think that's what you're. If we if we take this to the table, people are going to go, well, you know, we're done with the pandemic. This is all going to be all right. Well, clearly, that isn't the case, Larry. I yeah. mean, I mean, this that's is right. It's not a new problem. Yeah. But there's another issue that I want to bring up too. In the state of Texas, according to the Texas Medical Association, and this is just one of these medical deserts we're talking about. There is a 12,000 square mile area in Texas that has very, if any, nurses to deliver children. A very few, if any. Yeah. If any, yeah. 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 Mm. yeah. Uh, what's the, the, talk about the population there. I mean, that's. It's yeah. called the Big Bend Regional Area. Uh huh. And I'm not sure exactly what that is. Right. But it's a 12,000 square mile area of Texas yep. that basically has little to no nursing care. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Not, I mean, and, and that's, is, is that, uh, the recent data? Cause it's gotta be worse with, with what we're seeing it with is, COVID too. It is. It is. Now yeah. let's talk about, we talk about medical deserts. We've talked about nurses. Mm-hmm. We've talked about hospitals. Let's talk about pharmacies. Right. Between 2003 and 2018, 7,600 independent pharmacies have shut down across the country. 7,600. 7,600. Wow. Now, I'd like yeah. to see a hot map on where those pharmacies were yeah. 
Because you can imagine, again, looking at the business model, you're not going to put a Walgreens yep. in a place that has a super low population in, right. in a, right. little, That's a little right. town. That's right. That's right. And so, but something was there. Well, I think there's a couple. By the way, the, where you're asking where, Minnesota, Georgia, Oklahoma, and Texas were the hardest hit of these rural pharmacies. Mm, okay. But you and I both know that the chains have just about shut out the independent pharmacy guy. Sure, there sure, are very sure. few of them around yeah. anymore. And I would say you would you would imagine, though I don't have any facts on this, but delivery services, I don't know if they're if those are intact and yeah. they, they're going to deliver just anywhere, but that might be an area of it too with yeah. with yeah. Amazon yeah. PillPack sending stuff out. Exactly. I, you yeah. know, I, I don't yeah. know. Uh, I, ha- I haven't really talked to anybody that lives in those areas and ask, you know, when they order yeah. Amazon Prime, how yeah, long is it Yeah, we do have a lot of them? friends in Texas, but they're in the big... Uh, they're in the cities, yeah. The big cities, you mm-hmm. know, like Dallas, Fort Worth, sure. uh, Houston, right. and the Austin, those areas. Austin is a huge growing medical community. Absolutely, yeah. No, but I think is- it's... Again, it goes right back to that health equity, health right. disparity issue, Dr. Mark. And so I guess when we talk about these 30 million Americans, what do you think the solution is? Well, I think the solution is is based on going back to what you just said, that, that the health inequities can be mapped out. Mm-hmm. And the idea of creating centers of excellence to do what needs to be done at a more expensive yeah. level and then having a, the ability to use funding to have primary and emergency care available everywhere, right? And won't that so, take the large systems who have the deep pockets to go in and do that? Or, or some of the government support. Um, government the, support. The, yeah. the idea is, you know, it's, it would be really easy to do if we started this way. Mm-hmm. It's just very yeah. difficult to change the system. Yeah. Like if we had recognized that what we really needed, instead of having two big hospitals fighting over, you know, what level of MRI they have, yep. if we had looked at it more like, what is the need for the area? Mm-hmm. And, okay, listen, you're going to do that. And instead of uh, instead of you having the MRI, you're going to have a, a surgery center that's going to cover mm-hmm. this, you know, and sort of balance the economics, yep. Yep. then that would make more sense. And if you right. wanted to look at the acuity of care... The more, the higher the acuity of care, the more expensive it is. So you need more volume yep. to make it all balance out. To make out, it all work. Right? Yep. Yep. Whereas with primary care and emergency care, well, we need more of that to be able to, to be close to the population. Right. So you may not need that primary care in the middle of the city in the same place that you need a cardiac ICU, yep. but you need a transport system. Right. And you need ways to, to fill it all in. Yep. And I I think that you're right. The The... The the big companies need to figure out a way to create. Well, their they're the own ones with the deep pockets. Yeah. Well, they also yeah. have a motivation, yeah. Larry, because if they're the ones that do the outreach yeah. and set these things up, when someone needs a higher acuity of care, then you determine where they come back to. Yeah. Yeah. So, so from a capitalistic society that we mm-hmm. live in, right. that makes sense is to have the have the winners. Right take some responsibility yeah. and recognize that that's actually going to develop something yeah. for them. And, you know, to close this conversation out, bringing it down to Florida, mm-hmm. I know of two hospitals in the geographic market area that we work that are independent. Right. Everything, yeah. else Everything else is, is systems. Yep, big systems. You're listening to Healthcare Now, the truth about U.S. healthcare. Our website is behindhealthcarenow.com. That's behindhealthcarenow.com. We'll systems. be right back. 
You're listening to Healthcare Now, the truth about U.S. healthcare. We're going to a break, and when we come back, we'll continue our discussion on all things healthcare with Dr. Mark and Larry. The Integrated Independent Physicians Network, preserving and protecting the independent practice of medicine since 2015. Join the movement with us, ipnetworkflorida.com. Take the answer with you wherever you go. TheAnswerOrlando.com. Tune in, iHeart, and Odyssey.com. News, opinion, passion on the go. AM 950, FM 94.9. The Answer. Welcome back to Healthcare Now, the truth about U.S. healthcare. And now let's head back into the Healthcare Now studios with Dr. Mark and Larry. Welcome back to the Healthcare Now studios. It's Dr. Mark. I'm here with Larry Jones. We're in our fourth segment. And uh, I think we finished up some pretty interesting conversations here, we Larry. We have. Yes, we have. So we're going to talk about, I mean, the inflation is in the news yes. more, more than Every we like. Day. Every day. Yep. Right. And so since this is a, a show about healthcare, we want to talk about the compounding effects of inflation on yep. health and health outcomes. Exactly. Because it, that, we, we, I, just last segment, if you, ha, if you have money... You know, it's, it's a lot. E- it's a That's lot right. easier, That's right? right? That's right. And so, when we compound the already difficult access to yep. healthcare mm-hmm. and and change the economics right. once again, right. we're going to hit. We're going to hit up with a, with an issue. So, if you have less spending power, it's yep. going to have an impact. Yep. On the social risk of of a yeah. of, of, of a certain yeah. thing surfacing, and other yeah. other deficiencies are going to be showing up. And, sure, and we're gonna we're gonna see a lot of issues that are directly related post pandemic to inflation and healthcare. Right. And and it's estimated that sixty percent of Americans live from payday to payday, Doctor Mark. Mm-hmm. Right. And right. so when you add an eight and a half to nine percent inflation on that living payday to payday you're going to be making some concessions for your family right. as to where the money goes. Yep, no question. And, and I anything, think that's anything that like about. anything that you do that mitigates risk, putting money yep. away, yep. buying insurance, those things are the first things to get cut. Exactly. Right? Because yep. you need yep. to need to have a roof over your head, need that's to have food to feed feed yep. everybody. Yep. And so then you start looking at things like, well, do, well, I, do, do I, I really do I fill that? my car up or do I go get my prescription drug this right, week? Right. Those are well, the issues. Yeah. And they and, yeah. and, you know, they fill they fill up their car. Yeah. Right? They, they have to to yeah. get to yeah, work, to get to work, yeah. to, make, to make the money right. to eat and yeah. have that roof over my head. Yep. No. So I think yeah. I think when we when the uh, when when the Fed start reporting these numbers yeah. and talk about improvements that aren't right. there. I mean, it, it it gets really frustrating because yeah. you can see that it's hurting a segment of the population right. that that are already hurting. Yeah. Well, there was a, a a survey done by Medical Economics, Doctor Mark, uh-huh. and I thought this was so telling. The most common outcome of inflation on healthcare is a person's rationing their medications or skipping doses to extend an existing prescription. Well, it makes sense because yeah. I mean, let's say what what is your typical access to healthcare is episodic right that's right um so if you have a an acute problem you may or may not seek help but if you have something chronic that you're treating that just means that's on your budget you got to pay that out right and if you're taking a medication for blood pressure and you don't take it you don't really feel any different right away yeah right away but but it can be it can be life-threatening that's exactly right so so those kinds of medications are the first ones that get cut 
That's right. You know, even if you were taking something for your so you're allergies. you're talking about your maintenance drugs. Yeah. Well, yep. I mean, yep. no. Well, I'm talking about yep. drugs that, that you take that you don't notice what they're doing, even though they're doing something important. Because right? they've got you stable. Yeah, right. Yeah. Okay. Well, you you can't feel high blood pressure, right? You know, right. Right. so that's why they, they that's one of those unless silent killer. Unless things. you get dizzy and pass out, and you can. Well, that's that's low <laughs> blood pressure. That's, that's right. right. That's right. So so you know, then if we look at it that way, you can almost predict what medications are being taken and not. That's not to say that the the person with an insulin need. Yep. Now that that's such an expensive drug. Yeah, that's a big one, Doctor yeah. Mark. So yeah. being so, the most expensive drugs and the drugs that you don't recognize yep. that yep. they're important, yep. they just don't get picked up at right. the pharmacy. And as you know, the Inflation Reduction Act, but it doesn't kick in until January of twenty twenty four, is going to take insulin drugs, which cost between three and four hundred dollars a month, and max it out at thirty five dollars a I month. Mean, Larry, what's going to happen when we get to twenty twenty four and we yeah. don't have this big inflation thing? I mean, are they going to? I mean, are, are they, they going to take it back? <laughs> well, they're going to say that it worked. That the inflation oh, worked, even course. though it didn't even kick in half yep. of the things on there. Yep. But yeah, no, that's that's a frustrating yeah. piece. Well, I, I feel like that whole Inflation Reduction Act, even though it did address seven different areas of health care. You're going to say it again, aren't you, Larry? It's all political. <laughs> <laughs> so that was I was our seventh. That was our seventh you knew where time I was today. Going oh, with of course, that. <laughs> of course, and it is. I mean, all all these things that occur right around election time. Yep. Yeah. So the. But it is it's quite frustrating and it's it's really a huge concern. Yep. Where else it, where else do they go? Anything well, else? Well, yeah, in particular when they talk about inflation, the rising cost of car ownership, insurance, public transportation, and really this inflation driven transportation barrier is actually based on the survey causing reduction in access to insulin, endocrinologist, and even nutrition, Doctor Mark. Well, yeah. Among people that are living payday to payday. Well, yeah, because if you can't yeah. get to your market, you're you're not taking you're not eating right. Yeah. You know, you may not be getting getting food at all, and yeah. you're certainly not getting to your pharmacy or seeing your doctor. Right. So, I mean these these are all things. Every every copay that you have, and all those things yep. are considered extra. Right. Right. When when they really have to be upfront and primary. Right. Yeah. And and you know again, it's it's been stated for a long time that socioeconomic factors basically drive about 80% of all health outcomes. And that's why, as you know, today in value-based care, we're focusing on those social determinants of health. Sure, and sure. it's almost in every area of health care now, health plans are, are implemented into their value-based metrics. Mm-hmm. We've implemented into all of the things that we do to manage our patients. Yep, yep, absolutely. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that the real visual there is our, our most needy, folks in our society have become the most ill because they can't access health well, that's care. the health inequity and health yep, health equity access, right yeah, yeah and it is it's it's a it's a huge problem there there there's a segment larry that that i don't know that we'll ever be able to get to but if we don't address yep. the mental health issues yes uh and the and chronic disease yep. you're it's, it's just going to get, it's a cycle that's just going to get worse yeah. and worse. Well, have you seen recently that even the Florida School Board Association is actually mandating to some of the local school boards to hire more mental health counselors? Did you see that recently? No, no, that's good. Yeah, that's, good. that's a good yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah, that is good. And I, I, I think that that's going to hit, you know, a certain segment of the population. Mm-hmm. But there, is, there are some out there that are, are so lost and so... Mm-hmm. 
so far away. They can live in the. We talked about the medical deserts last last section. Yep. I mean, you can live in in a place that you could see two hospitals right. and still be in a medical desert from that's the socio. If you can't afford it, because exactly economically right. you yep. can't get it, that's right. Then it's just not going to happen. Yeah. And again, you know, I think a lot of the digital solutions that are coming aboard in healthcare, like telehealth, like. Uh, um, all kinds of things that that these health plans they're even now they'll actually pay for a uh, a car to have you come picked up yep. take you to the grocery store to buy groceries it's right. all part of the health plans today right and I, yeah. I think once you see community medical centers you know healthcare medical homes uh-huh. and we've talked about a couple of those here here in Orlando when you see what they do and the amount of uninsured people that they help. To me, that's really our only answer here mm-hmm. because it's about, it's not, I mean, we t- access, access, access. Right. But even if that car can take me to my appointment, mm-hmm. you can't necessarily get to me to tell me that. Okay? That's true. It's got to be yep. knowledge that everybody in the community yeah. has. How do I know yeah. my benefits? I mean, and, and at, some, at some point, you have not given me enough trust that I believe that I can get in that car, yeah. I can go somewhere, and I'm not going to. Yeah. be asked to, to pay a bill and the right? issue well that's the issue so you take me there what if i can't afford the right. groceries right yep and no. that's the position of most of these people that are living in these under socioeconomic areas yep right right yeah. and and yeah. again this it's a it's a different problem than the geographic deserts that we're talking about but there's there's still very very much i mean i was i was in downtown orlando last night mm-hmm. and very very concerning just Driving around, very diverse uh, population. Well, not right. diverse population. Yeah, um, very. They're just uh, it's it's a healthcare desert. Very concerning. Um, yeah. and yeah. it's yeah. and it isn't. It's a uh, it's it's a socioeconomic group that is being ignored all in over the downtown Orlando, a, right in yeah. the middle of a huge huge yeah. city. Yeah. And you know they they yeah. can be walking right past areas that that deliver healthcare, right. but they still don't have access. So that's right. the irony there. Yeah. And and you know a lot of that the the telehealth for for mental health mm-hmm. great it's great yeah and I, I hope we continue to do more and, and more it's of that. working yeah well it's working for for a, a certain subset, amount of people right that's right but, and and I would say that that it may free up time for people to do other things it may may be able to free up time for them to like see certain numbers of patients and be able to spend more time in outreach but we're we're missing we we are. I guess what I'm trying to say is we are so far off yeah. being getting anywhere, um, and recognizing the problem is is is, is very important. Defining yeah. it, giving it a label, yeah. very important. But right. understanding that that it's really going to take all people in in and out of healthcare right. to address these things to really really get things done. Yeah, and it, and I couldn't agree with you more, Doctor Mark. And really, I, I sum it up this way: How do we look beyond the clinical and the claims data? in healthcare and look more towards the social determinants. That's where value-based care, that's where HHS, that's where CMS, 
uh, Medicare, Medicaid. Yep. They're all trying to go in that direction. As we know, the ACO reach program right. under Medicare, right. that's re- realizing equity access and community health. Yep. It's yep. the newest model of an accountable care organization under CMMI and, and right. Medicare right. actually rolling out for the first time in January of 2023. Right. And, and the, and I think the delivery system for that mm-hmm. is going to have to be the medical homes because yes. The primary care physician can't switch his practice into all charitable care, although many of our primary care doctors work at these medical homes as volunteers. They do, yep. Um, but, but even you if were you, in some just recently. Yep, yep. yep. And, and if, you, if you can increase the number of these medical homes and teach people how to do it, there, there is, there are, there's federal money and state money that can assist in certain areas of it, but we definitely need to develop more of that yep. because these, these groups save millions upon millions of dollars yep. of keeping people out of the ER yep. because all the people that I'm talking about that have no contact yep. to healthcare, their only, and they're their only opportunity is the e- ER. Eventually yeah. somebody's going to fall down and That's not right. move That's right. and somebody's going to call an ambulance yep. and you know, it, that that's how this all pans out. Yep. And so that, I think that's really the focus and uh, the soapbox is, there, there are individuals that are willing to commit their careers to working in these medical I homes. I think there are. Oh, yeah. there are. There yeah, absolutely there definitely are. are. And yeah. you just, we just need to overcome a few barriers that will save us millions upon millions of dollars. Right. And I will say that the community gets behind. There's all the hospital systems, uh, the the county systems. They yep. all they all contribute. They they're all, all contribute. they're all supporters. Uh, but but I think that we need to uh, shout a little bit louder if we're really going to close these gaps yeah. in these social determinants of health. Well, you know, research in this thing said that 90% of Americans have some type of an inflation-related anxiety. I know we're talking about healthcare-related, but inflation-related anxiety, almost mm-hmm. 90% of Americans have this type of an anxiety. Yep. It's distress. It's stress. I think we... Uh, Need to read the newspaper less and listen to the show more. Exactly. That might do it. Yeah, great conversation today, Dr. Mark. Absolutely. We'll see you next week. Okay. Thank you for joining us today on Healthcare Now. To find the answers you are looking for or have a question, you can reach Larry and Dr. Mark by emailing your questions and comments to follow us at healthcarenow.us. And we'll continue our discussion same time next week on navigating our complex healthcare system on Healthcare Now. On Healthcare Now. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.